the Chicago Bulls face one of the most potentially dangerous teams in the NBA in the Phoenix Suns, a team that's only played one game together since their acquisition of Kevin Durant at the trade deadline. We're also going to talk about Kobe White and how he may have worked himself into an extension, other potential Bulls free agents, and why this summer is going to be the summer where AK has to pick a path. We're also going to talk about free agents that could potentially fill our open roster spot. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes, and right off the top, you can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E, and we're getting right into it. The Chicago Bulls face the Phoenix Suns tonight, and this is going to be one of the biggest tests of the post-All-Star break Bulls. Now, we're 3-1 and on the season so far. The Bulls have looked pretty good over the over the course of that. Um, you know, some some signs of some of co- some concerns in the last two games, and the Bulls are going to have to come into this game locked in defensively. That is going to be the first thing. How the Chicago Bulls defense holds up against potentially one of the most dangerous offenses in the NBA as we go towards the postseason in the Phoenix Suns. That is going to be tantamount for the Chicago Bulls today to come in with that defensive effort, that defensive focus, not let up defensively. It's gonna come up. It's gonna come with Patrick Beverly setting the tone amongst the starters. That communication, him and Alice Caruso. Then when you look at the bench unit, Drummond, P. Will, Io, all have to be locked in defensively. This is a team that can get rolling, and we know the Bulls don't always face um, runs the best. And so we've seen a little bit more signs of that as well over the last couple of games of teams going on runs and the Bulls not quite knowing how to stop the bleeding. Now, the energy has been consistent for the Chicago Bulls, I will say that. They haven't got as down on themselves. They haven't seemed as dejected as what they seemed before the All-Star break when teams go on runs. But this team is going to have to find a a way to lock in because I tell you what, any offense that has Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton all in it and all of them being healthy as well, that could be a dangerous offensive team and the Bulls cannot let up defensively in this game. What the Phoenix Suns can be offensively is that's why they made that trade. That's why they coveted Kevin Durant. That's why all those things happened. But I'm telling you now, Devin Booker cooked us damn near by himself the last time we faced the Phoenix Suns. The Bulls have to be locked in. There's no excuses for it. Every member of that team has to be locked in defensively. DeMar, Zach, we can't have the low basketball defensive IQ moments that we have because this team is going to look to take advantage of those Go on runs and put that game away early. If you allow Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns, well, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to really get on a go offensively, it's going to be a rough and long night for the Chicago Bulls, especially if Kevin Durant is picking his spots and letting Devin Booker go the hell off on Zach Levine. That defensive effort has to be key for the Chicago Bulls in this game. If they don't come in with a defensive game plan, if Billy Donovan does not make the necessary adjustments because you are going to adjust, You're going to have to adjust playing this Phoenix Suns team. What you go in doing in the first and second quarter, I'm guaranteeing they're going to come out in the second half with a better game plan to attack. So Billy Donovan is going to have to earn his money today. Billy is going to have to coach a well-thought-out and planned game and scheme today against the Phoenix Suns. If he doesn't do that, if the players don't execute the scheme, if these things don't fall into place, it's going to be an ugly and long night for the Chicago Bulls. Mark my words. Whatever we do has to start defensively with this team tonight. And our bench 
has to bring in that defensive effort, and we have to rebound the ball. We cannot give up tons of second-chance points, not to this team, and we have to be able to keep them off the boards and box them out as well because if you let them get on a run, if you let them get um, in, in transition and on the fast break, it can be an ugly, ugly night for the Chicago Bulls. So the first thing that we need to do is lock in defensively. Next one, our bigs, Vooch and Drummond. How, how much of an impact can they make against the bigs of the Phoenix Suns? That, like, can Vooch, him in the Aiden matchup, how does Vooch attack that matchup, right? We've seen long, young players, they give Vooch fits. And DeAndre Aiden is also a strong player. This could be a long night for Nikola Vucevic, but as we know for the Chicago Bulls offense, we look the best when Vooch can get going. Vooch has, he, 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 we can't have soft, like, let me just be frank. We cannot have soft-ass Nikola Vucevic tonight. We need to see the Vooch who, who, who takes an elbow and gives an elbow back. We need that level of engagement from Nikola Vucevic. Now, that's going to be some honest players when he does have mismatches. Identify that. It's going to be some on Billy Donovan to come up with a scheme that can get Nikola Vucevic the ball so he can make some decisions. But Vooch cannot be completely taken out this game if the Bulls want a chance to win. And Andre Drummond. Drummond has to stay out of foul trouble, for one. He's done a pretty good job at it. I don't want to make it seem like he hasn't been able to. But as well, when he's on that bench unit, when they're rebounding, pushing the pace, when you really look at the Chicago Bulls bench unit, Drummond is one of the key uh, components of that because his ability to, to, to rebound is going to get the Bulls out in transition. It's going to allow Io DeSumo the chance to get on a fast break with him and Patrick Williams. It's looked pretty nice. You throw in Kobe White in there as well. That's what we're going to need from them. We're going to need strong bench play overall, right? This bench unit cannot come in and be the bench unit that gives us 13 points as a whole unit over the course of the game. We're going to need solid defense. We're going to need offense. We're going to need to get out in transition. We're going to have to keep pushing the pace. If our bench unit can play well and keep that pressure on the Phoenix Suns, it can help us attack this team that is, listen, I'm telling you, this is going to be a big test for us. So the bench play, and especially Drummond in that bench play, is going to be a key role in that. Drummond's rebounds, Drummond's defense, Drummond getting steals at times, that gets the team out in transition. It allows the bench unit that isn't necessarily the best one-on-one scores to get out and try to attack before the other team's defense can set up. We're going to need that against the Phoenix Suns tonight. Um, so, yeah, with that. And then Zach and DeMar, how, do they, how can they score and match up with the scoring that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are going to give us? We already talked about what DeMar and Zach have to be locked in defensively. They have to be listening to, the, to Alice Caruso. Um, Pat Bev and what they're calling out defensively so that they can help that, that defensive basketball IQ. But Zach and DeMar have to play an efficient offensive game, both of them. I'm not necessarily saying we need to see a 25-point performance for both of them. It would be nice. Hell, it would be nice to get a 30-point performance from both of them. But the key thing is, is play efficient and smart offense. Run the system. Do not try to play be the hero against this Phoenix Suns team or you're going to get burnt by the Sun. That's all I can say with that one. You cannot. Zach and DeMar being locked in in this game mentally, playing the smart game, not trying to play the hero ball, not taking bad early in the shot clock shots. These are the things that we need to see from Zach and DeMar, especially as being our leaders offensively. We need that from this team. If we do not get that, if this team does not give that level of performance, it's going to be a long night for them. And rebounding overall, I know I talked about rebounding as well, we have to crash the boards against the Phoenix Suns. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm not saying that we necessarily have to win the rebounding battle. That would be nice, but we have to at least match them. We have to be aggressive, and team rebounding has to be a thing. The long rebounds, all those things, we have to fight for those rebounds, the loose balls. This is going to be a game where it's going to be made in the nitty-gritty. 
We're going to need to do those hustle things to be able to counteract a team that just has more talent than we do. That's just what it is. They, they are a more talented team. Uh, their depth, I, I like a lot of their depth. We don't know if Terrence Ross is going to be playing. You look at campaign and what he's been able to do at times for the Phoenix Suns team. Torrey Craig is solid for them. TJ Warren, if he plays as well. Um, so uh, Josh Kogi, who's, who's gone off for them before as well, too. You do not want to overlook this team. You do not. Well, you definitely ain't, can't overlook the Phoenix Suns. If you overlook the Suns, you're just going to be an idiot. But you have to be able to match their depth. And we need solid bench and role play from this team tonight against the Phoenix Suns. It's not an if, it's not a but. We need it all. And we need to be locked in in this team if the Bulls want to find success against this Phoenix Suns team. But all right, moving off that, um, let me know what you guys think down below in this game. Uh, What are your expectations? Who do you think makes the biggest impact? Do you think Nikola Vucevic is going to be able to get his tonight against the Phoenix Suns? Do you think DeMar and Zach are going to be able to match up with, with that Phoenix Suns offense. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. But next up, I want to talk about something. So in yesterday's video, I talked about the potential of trading DeMar DeRozan in this offseason. I want to talk now about another thing coming up this offseason. That's Kobe White, right? And I do think that Kobe White experienced the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It's played well enough to earn an extension. And I'm going to say some things here that I think some people may disagree with, and that's perfectly fine, right? Kobe White, who just turned 23 this month. Um, is going into restricted free agency. The Bulls are, I, I don't see a world in which the Bulls do not extend that $9.9 million um, uh, qualifying offer to at least force a, a um, sign and trade if he does sign elsewhere. But when you look at Kobe White and the growth that he's had, his ball handling, his passing, it's all seen huge growth in here. He's averaging a career low turnover percentage. Um, and even though his minutes and shot attempts per game has gone down, he's shooting over 63% around the rim, and that's for the second straight season in a, in a time where we always talked about Kobe White's inability to get to the rim. Kobe White also, his three-point uh, shot attempts has gone down. He's gone down from almost six attempts to a little over four attempts per game, and his, shoot, and his, free, and his uh, percentage also has gone down as well, going from 38% uh, three-point shooter to 35% three-point shooter. Now, there's a there's a, a conversation to be made that with more opportunity and a larger role and more minutes, we could be seeing even larger role. We've seen from the last few games from Kobe White, he's putting together solid games for the Chicago Bulls. But here's where the part is that I said I'm going to get to where I think some people are going to get disagree with me. And it's fine, right? It's not one of those things where I necessarily say that this is wholly true. But the thing that I'm starting to look at and starting to reevaluate is that Kobe White just has more potential than Io DeSumo. When you look at, yes, I, 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 they're, they're even now. One's better defensively, one's better offensively. And yes, Ayo Sumu is in a sophomore slump of a season. But when you look at the, the potential that, that Kobe White has in scoring, even though we haven't seen it, he's averaging a career low on, on, on percentage of shooting threes. But 
when you look at the defensive leaps that he's made and the potential that he has offensively, I'm starting to think that Kobe White does have a higher ceiling than Io DeSumo. That's not to say that Io doesn't also have a high ceiling. That's not to say that Io DeSumo doesn't have tons of potential left in him as well, but you have to play the averages. And with the Chicago Bulls being a team that is not going to go into the luxury tax, when you make decisions between restricted free agents, you kind of have to, in a way, factor in the ceiling of those players. And so if it comes down to the choice between keeping Io DeSumo and Kobe White, whereas coming into the season, I thought that it would be Io DeSumo hands, heads and shoulders above Kobe White, that gap has closed considerably with their play over the course of this season. And yes, Kobe, even though now in, in his growth probably is, he, he probably played better at point guard than what he ever did in his career. We know that he is a true, he's a combo guard and just a scorer coming off that bench. But when you look at a team that needs that, right? When you look at a team that, yeah, he's only averaging nine points per game. We understand that. Like I said, I can't shy away from the fact that he is, has had a disappointing season shooting the ball, right? He's going to be a streaky shooter. He's always been a streaky shooter. But the growth of Kobe White that I've seen defensively, the growth in Kobe White that I've seen in his ability to put the ball on the floor, the growth in Kobe White that I've seen in his pass-making ability and decision-making, I think at this point, I'm looking at Kobe White as him having the higher ceiling than Io DeSumo, and there's a reason why Kobe went seventh and Io DeSumo went in the second round. Now, again, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to pick between the two, but with this front office, and we know this is a front office that does not go into the luxury tax, or a team that does not go into the luxury tax, that decision now between Kobe White and Ayo DeSumo has gotten a lot harder, and I think the gap has closed in that. And I think that Kobe White has played himself into earning a contract extension with the Chicago Bulls. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. But we have tons of decisions to make in this offseason. And when you look at the number of restricted and unrestricted free agents that we have, Nikola Vucevic, um, Devontae Green, Kobe White, Ayo DeSumo, um, God forbid if Drummond or, or Derrick Jones Jr. do opt out of their player options into this team, that's a handful of players that have played meaningful roles for this team at some point, Devontae not for a while because he's been hurt, that this Bulls team has to make the tough decision. This is, a, this is an offseason where this front office is going to have to make a decision and choice. They punted. They did not make a, a choice in a direction at the trade deadline this year. They're going to be forced to make that this deadline, unless they're just going to sign everybody back, but they're going to be forced to make a decision on that path this offseason. That is, are you going to be this team that goes younger and develops these young players? Are you going to be a team that maybe forego some of these younger players to bring in more veteran and tenured assets across the NBA? It's going to be telling the Bulls have no draft picks potentially, or we can have two first-round picks. It just depends on how things shake out, right? We can have two first-round picks if the Bulls get are lucky and get in the top four and the Portland Trailblazers do make the playoffs, then we can have two first-round picks. We can have one, we can have two, we can have zero. And so because we don't have that, that we don't for sure, at least right now, we'll know, but of course, before free agency, as of right now, we don't know what we're going to have as far as draft assets. This is the decision that, with the this is the year that with that roster, uh, AK and Eversley have to make a decision on the path for this team. And you may even see a decision made on, on young players that aren't even off their deals. Does, does, God forbid, does Patrick Williams get you that surefire superstar in a trade with packaging, first-round picks, or whatever else it is, and then you, do you make that deal to win now? Do you invest more so in the development of these future players, but then even then, you have a head coach in Billy Donovan that hasn't necessarily developed them in a meaningful way? A path has to be chosen for this roster 
in this offseason. There's no way around it anymore for this team. And because of that, AK and Eversley, they're going to be on the phone. They have to make decisions. They may have to make tough decisions to not sign, re-sign players that do still have potential and can contribute to this team just to forego them and sign other players. This is going to be a tough offseason for the Chicago Bulls as far as making decisions. And hopefully AK and Eversley are in that position to make that decision. And before we leave today and talking about making decisions, the Chicago Bulls have a remaining roster spot open. And some of the biggest conversations around Bulls Nation, Bulls fans, is who is going to fill, if anyone, that open roster spot. I told you guys when they waived Goran Dragic, do not be surprised if the Bulls do not sign someone. And that was more used as a cost-saving measure because, again, this is Jerry Reinsdorf-owned team. But let's look at who's out there. The, the names that you always hear, Carmelo Anthony, again, I don't even know if he's coming back to basketball. Stanley Johnson is another one that's popped up as well. I do think he can help, but then is he going to play? And it, even if in signing Stanley Johnson, if we can find minutes for him, should those minutes not be going to Dalen Terry? Eric Paschal, another player that can come in and give some things. But again, do we not have players on this roster that just with more minutes can maybe give some of that? And then you have the recent bigs that were waived. Nerlens Noel and Hernan Gomez. Again, these are players, again, that theoretically on play, paper bring skill sets that the Chicago Bulls could and should be using. But again, do we trust them to play minutes on this team with how the rotations have shaken out? Um, Here's what I'll say, is that all those names that I just listed and almost any other name that you can bring out doesn't really move the needle for the Chicago Bulls in a meaningful way. Some, some of them not due to the, themselves, but also due to, are they even going to play on this roster? Once Io DeSumo and Patrick Williams were moved to the bench, they're going to get the lion's shares minutes of those, of those bench minutes. When you look at Io, Patrick Williams, Andre Drummond, Kobe White, Javante, if he ever comes back, those are going to be the players that get the majority of those minutes off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. We'd like to see Dalen. We'd like to see some of Terry Taylor, who's on a two-way contract. But I just look at this and say, all right, even if the Bulls do add a name, is there going to be a spot open for them? I'm in the rotation. Right? We know we have an open roster spot. So I don't know if I'm necessarily thinking that the Bulls are going to sign someone. They should. But as we know with this Bulls team, a lot of the things that this we think this front office should do, they don't. So that's my thoughts on you guys. Can let me know what you think down below. That is it for another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. But it is game day. So that means that I will have my pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame live streams all live for you guys on the channel tonight. Um, but otherwise, make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media.